Uh, I'm just gonna, you know, go uh, go off uh, off script here. It's the NBA season is upon us. Um, you know, uh, big football fan here, big fantasy football fan, but I bleed basketball. I don't. That makes sense. Really doesn't make sense. I bleed basketball. I bleed Mavericks blue, which is a basketball team, um, the Dallas Mavericks. But I, I, I love basketball. Uh, that is my sport. That is my passion. Um, until uh, well, I was what? How old? Like eleven or twelve? I thought I'd play in the NBA. Um, you know, it wasn't wasn't in the cards. So. Uh, just been a spectator for for most of my life and this is a really intriguing season we got going here it seems like we the the shackles of uh fandom have 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 been released uh the the shackle the covid shackles uh on fandom uh rather uh you know we we have the nba back for the first time in a couple of years and i could not be more excited uh a lot of stuff's been going on you know Namely, the uh, opening night, the, the Warriors off to hot start, uh, two two marquee wins over the uh, the Twin Towers in uh, Los Angeles, the the Clippers and Lakers. Uh, Zach Levine and, and the New Look Bulls uh, started strong the other night, and uh, the Dallas Mavericks are disappointing their fans as always. And as as I sit here in my uh, my Dallas Mavericks jersey, there's Michael. Michael, I mean, feel free I'll, feel free to call in. I'll invite you up. I, I don't know how big of a basketball guy you are, but I was just talking to the room empty about how much I love basketball. I'm going to, I'm going to invite you up, Michael. You don't, you don't need to accept it. I'm just, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep going here, but uh, here we go. Thank you, Michael. I, uh, I, I'm happy to have you on. Let me, um, let me unmute. I, I took my microphone off, so I hope I still sound all right. I'm going to hold up. Uh, I, I'm not as big an NBA fan as NFL fan, but I, I dabble. So I probably won't have a lot to contribute to this, but I will certainly chime in uh, where needed. But in the meantime, I'll just meet myself and you continue. No, I appreciate it. Let me ask just real quick, Mike. You know, I'm, I'm going to make this a quick episode. This is kind of unscripted. Um, uh, what's your fan base? Like, what's are you Lakers? If, if you're Raiders, I would assume you're Lakers or you're Warriors. I, I am historically Lakers. Yes. Um, I, I was rooting after the Lakers went out to the Suns. I was rooting for the Suns because I would like I would have liked to see Chris Paul win a championship. He's a player that the Lakers tried to get, of course, at one time, and were stymied by the NBA. And I sure. think had he done so, Kobe might have got uh, at least one more ring there before the end. Um, he's just a player I have a lot of respect for. I think he's he's got the heart of a champion. And the mindset of a champion, he just hasn't quite uh, gotten the ring just yet. So, rooting for that. Uh, not not sad when Milwaukee won. They were another team that has had a few years of false starts before they finally got into the winner circle. So, um, but this year, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping this Lakers thing works out. I'm really, I'm kind of skeptical about this uh, yeah. Frankenstein monster of a team. That oh yeah, no, I yeah. Uh-huh. No, sorry, sorry, Michael. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, I, I think I was about done with my point. You know, you know what I'm talking about is this hodgepodge of, you know, somewhat over the hill players that they have uh, accumulated because LeBron likes to play with guys he knows. 
No, for sure. Uh, you know what? I think that's a great direction to take this. You know, I I, I have a party I have to be at by, by eight o'clock. So, you know, I don't, I don't want this to take up a, a whole hour. I am a social man, Michael, as, as you know. So um, why don't we just, you know, do a quick recap of, of last season and what we're looking for this coming up. And, you know, I'm hoping to break out a few uh, pretty often NBA pods because, you know, that's my thing. Dallas Mavericks are the team I watch. Let's just do a quick recap. You know, uh, very interesting season last year. I was just talking about how the the COVID shackles uh, on fandom have, have been uh, released, uh, you know, with this new season. But if we want to backtrack, uh, Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I, I'm very fond of that name. Um, I think you said that right. And uh, Antetokounmpo. Because I don't think I can manage that. But uh, yeah, you know, this a true a true NBA fan here can uh, can, can pronounce Giannis's last name. But, uh, you know, that, that was the big storyline going to last this time last year. Giannis had just signed the Supermax extension for over 270 million, something like that, I believe. And everybody was saying how foolish it was. What if the Bucks don't win? He's locked in. Uh, but Giannis, you know, wanted to prove his loyalty. He didn't want to be a distraction and, you know, everything broke his way. Uh, you know, candidly, the Lakers probably were the best team. No, I mean, from a talent perspective, by the end of the season, the Brooklyn Nets were the most talented team, but the Lakers when healthy were, were probably the running favorites and, uh, injuries derailed the Lakers season. They derailed the Clippers season, uh, before you know, before derailed the Clippers, derailed the Jazz season, uh, and then in the East, um, the the Bucks uh, came out on top after in, the injury bug caught the Brooklyn Nets, and the 76ers kind of imploded. Uh, the uh, upstart Atlanta Hawks met the uh, Bucks in the conference finals, and and after a little bit of a scare in the season, that the Bucks uh, were able to steamroll. Uh, to the NBA finals and, and what an NBA finals it was. Uh, I think we were all assuming uh, or just uh, resigned to the fact that Phoenix was maybe going to sweep the Bucks, and then it could not have been a big, it's one of the bigger one eighties in recent memory. Um, unfortunately, I'd have to compare it to the, uh, the Dallas Mavericks in 2006 when their championship was stolen because it was a rigged <laughs> championship because Mark Cuban can't keep his mouth shut. But uh, sorry, Michael. I I know you're. No, I remember that, and I and I agree. It was a uh, the first two games you thought Phoenix was in total control, uh, and then uh, Giannis. Boy, those last four games. They, well, actually, correction, last five games. Because even though he lost game two, he was amazing in game two, and and then game two through six, yep. just about as amazing a five game run in the postseason that I've seen in. Years, I mean, since Jordan, really, <laughs> or, a co- or a couple of times LeBron did that too. But uh, uh, you really have to take your hats off to him and and Chris Middleton, who finally proved that he was the wingman that uh, that Giannis always believed him to be after previous postseasons when he didn't quite uh, deliver what he needed. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I think it really all came together for Giannis. I think he uh, had learned from his mistakes. And I think he was just determined. Um, and, and, you know, just to kind of put a bow tie on that, you know, long story short, you know, Giannis probably should have had a three-peat MVP, but there was voter fatigue as always. Nikola Jokic was the MVP out of Denver, even though they were swept. Uh, they got swept pretty hand uh, easily by Phoenix. Um, and, you know, the thing I love about the NBA, uh, it's, it's very – I wouldn't say I love the NBA because sometimes it can just be maddening. Because unlike football where, you know, anything's up for grabs, you have a Super Bowl favorite coming in, but – it could shake out, you know, who, who knew Arizona coming into the season would uh, 
be in the Super Bowl hunt, but they very much are. That doesn't happen in the NBA, Michael. It just it, you know, one one person did. Remember Jeff uh, Freewell said. I was thinking about that. I owe him an apology. I was thinking. Remember, about that. remember when he said it was going to be Cleveland and Arizona, and we said, okay, well, we can see Cleveland, but Arizona. Yeah. that's crazy. Well, now Arizona looks very viable as. A- yeah, it's Cleveland. That looks a little shady. You, you know why I'm not as sorry though, Michael. You know why I'm not as sorry. It was it was when we pressed him why he said to be contrarian. That's not a good reason why you get behind somebody. Uh, that said, he, that said he was right. We were wrong. Screw it up. We were. Uh, yeah. No, I thought that Arizona pick was just completely crazy. But I'm a believer. After they torpedoed the Rams and then what they did to Cleveland last week, they are the real deal. Maybe in the end they don't get there. We we saw last year Arizona, after like a six and three start, end up eight and eight. So they didn't finish strong. It was kind of like the Raiders. It's actually exactly like the Raiders last year: six and three start, eight and eight finish. So we'll see if they can bring it home. But right now, they're just uh, a juggernaut. Michael, I think you and I need our own show, just the two of us, where we just talk about India. You know, I come on your show and I start talking about. Uh, Trayvon Diggs when you're not even talking about uh, when you're talking about Jamal Adams and I derail the conversation. I'm bringing up Andrew Luck and this is supposed to be an NBA show, but I gladly would rather talk to you about how wrong we were about a Super Bowl pick. I think we just need to have, you know. <laughs> yeah, you you're know, right. We, uh, the sports, the sports just, guys. Just freestyling it. And uh, that that said, um, no, I you know we should, we should talk more uh, about Arizona. I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, how that materializes. Cliff Kingsbury is changing some minds this year. Uh, but if, I, if I'm going to circle back uh, briefly to the NBA, uh, a lot going on this year. Uh, I obviously did my NBA Freeze Agency recap pod in August. Obviously, everything was really condensed with uh, the COVID, uh, COVID uh, prolonged season. Um, and so there was a more uh, uh, shortened offseason, Michael. And, and, you know, free agency happened really quickly and uh there was a lot of moving parts but there was a lot that happened in free agency obviously chris paul stayed in phoenix demar Derozan went from the spurs to the bulls in a sign and trade um you know there there were some small deals like lowry marketing going to uh, the cleveland cavaliers the bigger names like kyle lowry going to the miami heat yeah um i think that was probably one of the biggest shifts um and i want to see if i'm leaving out anything uh uh, let me let me think. Oh, Brandon's here, Michael. I just had to give a shout out to my my good friend Brandon. Uh, he's he's tuning into uh, Colin for the first time, so gotta gotta share some love there. But uh, Michael, um, let's go, Brandon. Yeah, uh, um, he's uh, oh, Brandon, you're getting me sidetracked here, man. I'm so happy you hopped on. Um, but yeah, so so you know, a, a lot of moving parts. Um, and and again to to Derek and and Brandon, if anybody, if you do want to call in and say something, just tap on the little phone icon and and uh, you'll be bubbled up. But no pressure, obviously. Um, so yeah, so so a, a hectic off season, um, and you know the Lakers, I think, are the prohibitive favorites because of the dysfunction with the Brooklyn Nets. Because you know Kyrie Irving has taken a stand. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Um, what? How do you solve a problem like Kyrie Irving? <laughs> well, you, you know, Michael, I'm going to be candid. Unlike most people in the Bay Area, I am not. I'm not wildly anti-vax. I, I think. I think if you have valid medical concerns, if you are young, 
of great health if you're not regularly in contact with people who could suffer, um, which which obviously isn't always the case. I think there's a case to be made for at least understanding someone not being vaccinated. And I, I frankly respect it if someone does the diligence and still says, look, I'm skeptical. Uh, that said, Kyrie Irving said he's doing it just to make a statement. And that, I think, is lunacy. He said, he said, I don't mind the vaccine, but I'm doing it to stand up to these people. Stand up for who? Like, who? He, he, people were comparing him to Muhammad Ali <laughs> for, for not taking the vaccine because he didn't want to. Like, like what the yeah, fuck, Michael? No, I'm sorry. That, I mean, this, this goes back to uh, the kneeling thing in the NFL. If Russell Wilson had been the, the, the spearhead of the, of the kneeling movement in the NFL, the protest movement in the NFL, I would have had so much more respect for it than I did for Colin Kaepernick, who was a bicep-kissing jackass all through college and his pro career. That's an insult to jackasses, Michael. Yes. That's not, I mean, I, that's not nice. Russell Wilson is a serious person uh, with, with, with a serious uh, attitude, and, I, and if he had had that kind of objection and and desire to protest in that way i would have taken it so much more seriously but colin kaepernick come on you cannot uh, you know i know he met this woke girlfriend and she kind of had him all turned around but that i'm sorry I, oh is that what it was it was that part of it oh no, no i had that, no that, idea that was um, he was dating a girl who had like one of those big angela davis uh uh afros God. and was very woke and she kind of you know she kind of Michael, are you going to get me canceled? No, are you going to cancel my first I'm NBA pod? That was, he was influenced by a girl who, uh, who uh, because, uh, yeah, she got him. She said, you have this power and you should use it. And no, 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 then, no, no. A responsible girlfriend would have said, look, dude, you're about to lose your starting gig. Uh, why don't you make a name for yourself he, and make yourself more popular? He did lose his, remember, in 2016. Oh, yeah, he did. He got Blaine Gabbard. Freaking Zach. Blaine Gabbard. Blaine Gabbard, my ass, yes. you know. <laughs> Blaine Gabbard. Okay, maybe Missouri. When you lose Blaine. your job to Blaine Gabbard, it's over. Okay, I mean, people want to say Colin Kaepernick was driven out of the NFL because of this protest, but he he lost his job to Blaine Gabbard, which means he's not a starting quarterback. And may, even if you believe he's a backup quarterback in the NFL, the, nobody wants their backup quarterback to be the guy who's the first person asked a question at the press conference. You can't be a celebrity backup quarterback. This was the Cam Newton problem in New England that Bill Belichick. Well, you also can't be a backup quarterback who demands like $20 million. Yeah. Like the Jets have given a contract, you know. This yeah. is, uh, Your backup quarterback I, should be invisible, or maybe a better analogy should be, he should be that, like the fire extinguisher that's encased in glass, and there's that little thing you can tap on the glass in case of emergency, break glass. That's what you want your backup quarterback to be. You don't want him to be a celebrity. You don't want him to be a distraction on the team. So that's why Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. It's not a conspiracy. It's just, he just wasn't good enough. He got benched for Blaine Gabbard. <laughs> By Chip Kelly, who, if anybody should have gotten the best out of Colin Kaepernick, it should have been Chip Kelly. I mean, look what he did to revive Michael Vick's career at the 11th hour. So, you know, you know, Mike, Mike, Mike you're so right, as always, United Line. But once again, your ability to flip anything to the NFL is just brilliant <laughs> and uncanny. I know, this is about and oh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. No apologies. I love it. I love it. I, I even I even changed the uh, the title of the episode. Um, but to me, Kyrie Irving is the basketball Colin Kaepernick. He's a guy who's been a jackass for years. Uh, and then, he's a jackass for the sake of being a 
freaking jackass. Like he's, you know, he's, he's unquestionably talented. They don't win that 2016 championship in Cleveland as great as LeBron was. Kyrie was also vital to beating that amazing Warriors team that was a 73 win <laughs> regular season team. Uh, I mean, he was he was a great wingman for LeBron in that series. So I, I yeah, take nothing away from his talent. He absolutely could help Brooklyn win a championship if he wanted to. But the fact that he doesn't want to. He's a jackass. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. I'm, I'm just going. Yeah, I agree. You know. I agree. And, you know, it, had they had him healthy, and uh, they probably win that game seven against Milwaukee. And then who knows what happens from there. You know? um, yeah. So, yeah, Kyrie Irving is definitely someone uh, that needs to be talked about. Um, you know, uh, the Ben Simmons drama in Philly is just, you know, the, the entitled generation of NBA players here. You know, Michael, this is this is something you never would have seen a, a player who, who signed a $170 million deal uh, then wanting a trade. Bewildered by Ben Simmons. I mean, what what does he he's, think he's doing to his trade value by behaving the way that he is? He wants to be traded. Well, then act like some uh, maker. Kyrie's a jackass, then what is Ben, Michael? Yeah. Oh. Well, yes, I mean, um, Simmons is somebody who came up very small in the playoffs last year. I mean, shockingly small. Somebody who didn't seem to want the ball uh, in crunch time. And given his free throw shooting, probably that was for the best. But uh, but this year, he's just he's acting churlish. He's acting... You know, with the cell phone and everything, just acting like a guy who doesn't give a damn. And why? Why would you trade for that? Right now, the only thing you could get in a trade for Ben Simmons is a role player or two. Maybe Kyrie Irving. Well, honestly, right now, I don't know which of those I would choose. I mean, if I- you know, that's that's actually I. You know, maybe I'm just that brilliant. I didn't think about that until now, though. Like uh, that is actually would be a really interesting trade. Brooklyn should should do a straight up trade Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons. Why hasn't anybody thought of this? Because Pennsylvania is not New York. He could play in Pennsylvania probably as an unvaxxed. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think Pennsylvania has a vaccine mandate as draconian as New York City certainly. Uh, and he could play most other cities. That's that's actually not crazy, Zach. I, I, I you're the first person who said that, and I I think it should be almost conventional wisdom. Well, you know that's that's my goal in life to spread my my beautiful wisdom and knowledge uh, to the to the uh, less less educated sports fan. That's that's why sports with the Z exists. But uh, no, I mean, in all seriousness, I, I think you know there's always a, a juicy trade dead uh, trade story coming into every season. You know, last year it was James Harden uh, that, that materialized pretty fast. Uh, you know. It was Bradley Beal for a little bit at one point. You know, Damian Lowered's name has always been mentioned. Uh, but I don't think we've had a combination of just two just jackasses. I think I think you put it very eloquently. Um, a jackass for jackass swap. Unprecedented, but maybe necessary here. I would rather, listen, all other considerations to the side, I'd rather have Kyrie Irving than Ben Simmons. In crunch time, absolutely sure. Yeah. yeah, because at the end of the day, like elite defense and elite offense is important. But if you have to choose one, uh, you got to go with uh, you got to go with the, uh, the the offense. 
you know, as you know, not to bring it back to the NFL, but it seems like all sports these days are scorers leagues. Well, maybe not baseball. Baseball feels like very much a pitcher's game right now. But uh, but the NFL and the NBA, you got to score. You got to have scorers. You got to you got to have an A scorer, a, a B scorer, and maybe even a C scorer. You need that third guy who can also deliver uh, if you want to win a championship. Yeah. Um... No, I mean, yeah, Kyrie a jackass, Ben's a jackass, uh, but Kyrie's uh, more tolerable because uh, he can score the ball better. Um, and I, I think he's somebody he wouldn't mind having the ball in his hands with with two minutes to go. And exactly. I, don't, I don't think Ben Simmons is that guy. Yeah. Um, last, you know, some some quick hitter topics. I want I want to I want to hit, and I think we'll just wrap it up here. You know, I came in here pretty. Pretty free formed. Uh, I was I was hyped up on Sports Chat after Newman's own end zone. Go give it a listen. Michael just published it. A, a great episode about how the Atlanta Falcons are going to shock the world. Uh, the the world this weekend. Uh, you know, you're not allowed to name it, but but I, I might I might. Uh, right. That, that that rule only applies to me. Yeah. Well, how about how about only on your show? Um, but but no. So you know, obviously everybody knows me. Big Dallas Mavericks fan. Uh, just laid a massive egg uh, against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, speaking of Atlanta, they just torched the Mavs. And Jason Kidd is, is as as much of an imbecile as, as I thought and, and worse. You know, that was a putrid, putrid showing and coaching ex, uh, uh, exhibition. And uh, the Mavs, uh, I think, will be lucky to be a five seed. Uh, even Never trust a Cal man to do a Stanford man's job. No, sir. You should. You know, that's that's true words have never been said. Um but yeah, so but obviously Luka Doncic, you know, short list of MVP candidates. Uh, I think you got to add LeBron James to there. You got to always have Giannis on there. Uh, obviously, Kevin Durant, if he stays healthy, if Kyrie sits out, and the Nets are still great. Um, if Philly somehow, with all this drama, manages the one seed, I think Joel Embiid uh, should be up there. Um, Jokic, amazing, but it was one of those things. I think it was kind of a token MVP. You know, one of those things like, hey, uh, we don't. I mean, LeBron's, yeah top three player again, but, but he's injured and Giannis got it twice in a row and Katie and Harden are better and Dame's better and Booker's probably better, but you know what? I don't, I don't want to give it to any of those guys. Let's give it to the, let's give it to the gimmicky uh, triple double machine and, and not, not to take anything away from Nikola Jokic, but it's, he wasn't anything more exceptional last year than he had been the previous two or three years. It's just the narrative finally lined up and the MVP in a lot of sense is a narrative award. Um, so yeah, uh, so there's that. I think rookie of the year uh, shortlist. You obviously have to just go with the first two picks: Cade uh, Cunningham and, and Jalen Green. And we'll go ahead and throw Evan Mobley in there. I don't. I, I'm not as high on him because you have Jared Allen, who you know they signed a hundred million dollar deal. Uh, nobody likes Cleveland anyway. Even people born in Cleveland would rather live in L.A. Um, live in, born in Akron rather. Um, yeah, so 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 we'll see what happens, but. Uh, I haven't watched enough of Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham to, you know, give a uh, insightful pick. Uh, I, I saw some of their summer league. I do know Jalen Green has a lot of swag, and I, you know, that there's there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, that said, I, I you know I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to a few teams. It's going to come down to the Los Angeles Lakers. It's going to come down to even even if Kyrie doesn't play, I think it'll be Brooklyn and uh, Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. And, uh, you know, the West will be wide open. I think I really want to believe in the Utah Jazz for once. It just can't, you know, going back to 
times probably when Michael remembers more than I do, like the jazz just don't get it done. Even when they really should get it done, even when they're in the finals and they're the, arguably the better team, they don't get it done. So I'm just going to stick with that. That jazz team probably should have beaten the bulls. uh, One of those last two years that the bulls uh, beat them, but the mailman did deliver on Sunday. So no, he did. No, he did not. Um, (laughs) But that yeah, was a fun. That was a fun jazz team. That was great for years. Uh, they're great again. They're they're very consistent. They just uh, I don't know. They um, I, I I'm still bewildered at how they lost to the Clippers with Kawhi Leonard not there. Um, but they that's 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 the Jazz. They just uh, they do they do so much consistently well. But nothing. But but when it's when it's winning time in the crunch, uh, they're just not special. No, Michael, Mike, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, that said, you know, um, I'm, I'm really, you know, just some quick hitter, other developments. Lamelo Ball, last year's rookie of the year, would, would love to see if he, he, he can make that further leap in year two. Um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of other talent, a lot of coaching changes. Rick Carlisle, longtime Mavericks coach, is now in Indiana. Uh, Ime Udoka is in Boston. Um, uh, Jamal Mosley, another Mavs assistant, uh, is at the Orlando Magic uh, with uh, another anti-vax champion in uh, Jonathan Isaac. But it's, you know, it's champion there because it, it is uh, Orlando. Um, and, and that's probably fitting on, on the last storyline to end on the, the anti-vax player in, in Florida. I, th- I think that that matches the, the tone of this this podcast, uh, this episode. Um you know, this was kind of nebulous. I just wanted to get on and then talk because that's what Colin is good for. Um, that's why I love it. That's why I'm going to spend a lot more time on Colin. Um, but, you know, Michael, I know this was out of the blue, but uh, I appreciate you hopping on to, to give me some support. Oh, happy to. Uh, yeah, I, you're going to be much more knowledgeable about the NBA than, than, than I. And I wouldn't hazard a guess who's going to win. I, I think you are right. It comes down to Brooklyn and Milwaukee in the East. But good Lord, the West is so deep, you know, one through 10 <laughs> in, the, uh, in the West that it's very hard to say which of these teams might emerge. I want to believe in the Lakers. I just need to see this thing come together. The, uh, the early results, uh, at least in terms of their first game against the Warriors, uh, not promising. But... It could gel somehow, I suppose, but but they are they are because of their age, cumulative age, very very injury uh, dependent. <laughs> yeah, like not not sustaining too many injuries. Or you know you know you know they were very injury dependent or uh, yeah, vulnerable right. last that, year, and they got that team with a healthy so. AD and a healthy LeBron probably rolls through the West and gives Milwaukee uh, probably probably beats Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean. yeah, yeah. I think I think Anthony Davis probably probably handles. Um, but you know this is you know Michael. I really hope you'll join me for more NBA pods. I appreciate your perspective. And you- I do I do have some thoughts. I'm not the most knowledgeable guy. I, I I definitely follow NFL more closely, but I I I keep an eye on the NBA. I also keep an eye on the NHL. Big Kings fan here. Um, saw their opening game win over uh, Vegas. So if there's any opportunity to talk hockey, uh, I- no, I'll, I'll make it happen. You can't forget the Seattle the well, Seattle Kraken exists now. A pan sports show, all the major leagues, you know, certainly ba- uh, baseball, basketball, uh, hockey, and football. Uh, we should have like a uh, a pan sports podcast that uh, that we co-host, and 
our, our usual uh, hangers-on join in, and we have a we have a great time with it because it's uh, it's just it, it's an endless font of water cooler discussion, and that's what. Yeah. yeah. No, it's it's brilliant. You know, we got we got to have a pod just on the Lakers. Um, but you know, <laughs> there will be enough drama the, the, this year. You LeBron, LeBron always Russell brings the drama. And Carmelo Anthony and LeBron and AD. Uh, there will be enough drama for there to be a pod yeah. just about the Lakers. You can count that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, with that, Michael. Uh, you know, let's mm. keep this at a nice half hour. Um, yeah, I know. We went a little long on that last one. No, no, no. You can never talk too much sports. It's just not possible. Otherwise, a lot of people would be out of a yeah. job. An entire network wouldn't exist. Um, oh, my God. Well, there's yes. just a lot of people probably should be out of a job. But that's, you know, that's, another, that's another thought for another <laughs> pod for another time. Uh, well, we got to start talking about which coaches uh, in the NFL are on the hot seat. Oh, that's, yes. That's good. If we get to about halfway through, we'll have to do like a halfway retrospective. And we, talk- we, yeah. Yeah, we will, we will get that done. But, you know, for now, Michael, I, I say we're at a good point. Why don't we wrap it up? Wish everybody a happy Friday evening. And, uh, for joining, Brandon. Happy to have you on board. Um, everybody, this has been another episode of uh, Sports with a Z. Um, great chatting with you, and I hope everybody has a nice weekend. Thanks, Michael. Thank you, Zach. Hi, Zach. Hello. Hi, how are you? The address? Oh, thank you.